Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Scalosity Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now, in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's going to deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award, and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team of 10Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. It's crazy. This is episode number 50 that I am recording right now. So we are 50 episodes in and we are going to keep moving forward. Well, we are at the mid-year, right? We are in July and most businesses are doing a mid-year review, which is good, right? You want to take a step back and do that mid-year review and, and see what's going on in your business. And one of the things that needs to happen during that mid-review is taking a look at how your feedback is, is happening to your employees, right? How are you giving feedback? Is it honest feedback? Is it tangible? Is it actionable? Is the feedback that you're providing your employees actually working? I mean, let's face it. We are all the heroes in our own movie, right? We do everything right, and we are never the wiser until somebody's willing to give us feedback that is honest and hopefully actionable, right? Feedback that we can't use is useless. When it comes to work, most of us envision feedback as the 360-degree review, the annual review, the quarterly review, the one-to-ones, right? Or that two-sentence feedback conversation from our boss as we both get coffee from the break room in the morning, right? That's, that's how we envision feedback. And most of this feedback, quite frankly, misses the mark, and it's quickly forgotten once we hear it. Now, if we want our employees to take our feedback and our coaching to heart, we need to evolve how we give feedback and how we coach. You know, I think back and part, part of why I wanted to talk about this in this episode is because, you know, we've all got experiences from our careers of when we receive feedback. And quite frankly, most of the feedback that I received when I was in my corporate life was useless. And it was definitely not actionable. You know, my manager gave me feedback and did the reviews and all the things simply for the sake of checking off the boxes as completed. It really ended up being just an absolute waste of time. I walked out of those conversations without any really, without a clear picture of what I needed to do differently or how I could improve or what steps I needed to take to achieve different and new milestones. Until one day, I was working for a fast growing startup and I was a director of ops role. So I was the number three in the company. You had the founder CEO, you had the COO, and then you had me, the director of operations. I had a total of 50 people on my team. And there was this two-month period in which I had a, just an onslaught of personal issues hammering me at home. These were all family-related issues. And I had not realized that my attitude towards my team had started to sour. I was letting the issues from my personal life absolutely creep into my professional life, and it was starting to affect my attitude. 
you know, my team certainly noticed it. And after a few weeks, they called my boss to let him know that I wasn't acting like my normal self. And they were concerned and frustrated at the same time, and rightfully so. So it was a Friday afternoon. Now, in this role, I traveled a lot. I was on a plane every week, three weeks a month. So I was on the road a lot. So one Friday afternoon, I landed back in Orange County, California. And after a long week of business travel, my wife and I had a routine. Every time I landed back into, into LA or Orange County, she'd pick me up and we'd go have lunch. So I was having lunch with my wife and my phone rang and it was my boss. So I answered it and he was very direct when I answered the phone call. I said, Hey Doug, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing great. I hate to bother you on a Friday afternoon, but it's a pretty important topic. I want to discuss some reports we've gotten about your attitude and how you're treating some of your team members. I appreciated the fact that Doug didn't want to wait till Monday. He wanted to get this conversation started and not, you know, not sit on it because he had heard all week from my team that I was being, you know, pretty difficult to deal with. So I'll conclude this at the end of the podcast because I'm going to walk through a framework now for why our feedback does not work and what we need to do to make it work. And then I'm going to tell you how Doug did it with me. So why our feedback does not work. Understanding that is the first step. There's three reasons why our feedback doesn't work. One, honesty and best of intentions. The only reason we should give feedback is if we're coming at it from a place of honestly wanting to help that person have a better outcome and improve. If the feedback that we're giving is coming from a place of frustration, from our own lack of leadership, or just a vent, 100% chance that feedback is going to fail. So we have to go into every feedback and coaching session with the best of intentions. We are doing it only because we want to help this person have a better outcome and improve. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. That is the only reason. Next is misaligned expectations. We know what the end objective is, but how two people get there may be completely different. Now, travel is a great example of this. We both need to get to Chicago, but how we get there may differ. We can fly, we can drive, we can take a train. Heck, you could even ride a bike if you were so inclined. But if my expectation and assumption is that we're both going to fly to Chicago, and my employee is buying a train ticket, we already have misaligned expectations. Now, the same issue happens when we give feedback. If we don't use the feedback to align the expectations, then the feedback will fall short and it will not be useful. The third reason why our feedback doesn't work is assumptions. Now, you've all, I'm sure you've heard what assume means, right? Makes an ass out of you and me, and that's why we don't like to make assumptions. But assumptions are one of the biggest ways to drive communication breakdowns. We may mean well, but when we draw our own conclusions, we often come to the wrong conclusion. So unless you witness something with your own eyes, you can't truly know why someone was short with a customer, showed up late to a meeting, or did not close an important sale. But instead of asking, we assume we know the answer. The problem is that we are looking at this through our own life lens, with our own experiences, with our own biases, and our own preferences. And then we start filling in the blanks, and it's our perspective that fills the blanks in. And oftentimes, those assumptions are wrong. So those are the three reasons why most times feedback doesn't work. If we come at it from the wrong angle without the best of intentions, if the expectations are misaligned, or if we've made assumptions that are not accurate. So how do you give feedback that is honest and actionable? Well, that's where you get the feedback formula. Whatever you're doing, stop multitasking. This is where you'll want to take some notes. The feedback formula. The feedback formula has three components, the question, the observation, and the response. The question. By leading with a question, you leave the proverbial monkey on their back. Now, there's an article about the proverbial monkey, leadership, and questions. 
And I'm going to link that article in the show notes because it's an interesting article to read. But the first part of the formula is the question, and you want to lead with the question. And the question is, how did this go compared to your expectations? By letting this person share their point of view first, we reduce the chances of putting them on the defensive. The question gives you the opportunity to see if you've had shared and aligned expectations and if they are actually seeing the situation through a realistic lens. So here's an interesting fact for you. In 75% of cases, that employee is going to see what you saw. They knew they fell short, and they're already working on a plan to improve it. So that first question that you want to ask is, how did this go compared to your expectations? Ask the questions, sit back, and listen for the answer. The second part of the framework and the formula is the observation. Sometimes we need to lead the horse to water. You need to be the mirror that the person needs to objectively look at in the situation. But how you do this will make or break the effectiveness of the feedback conversation. So here's the methodology that I learned from a mentor years ago. And in fact, it's the mentor was actually my, my boss that had the conversation with me about my attitude and my team. So the methodology is this. When you blank, I experienced blank that resulted in blank. Now, in order to use this methodology, you have to start with the when you category. Tell them only the facts. This is the mirror, right? This is where you say when you did this, but it has to be a factual statement. When you did not close the sale, when you showed up late to work, when you missed five days of work and did not call in. It has to be a very factual statement about when you did this. Next, it's I experienced. Now, this is what you observed or perceived, or it is your opinion of the situation. Not your opinion of them, but your opinion of the situation. Such as, when you didn't close that sale, I perceived that you didn't care much that you didn't close it. You weren't concerned about it. Or when you lost that customer because of poor customer service. I didn't see you take any actions to try and get that customer back, right? You talk about what you experienced when you saw that act happen. And again, it's either your observations, your perception, or your opinion of the situation. And again, not your opinion of them. Then the third piece is that resulted in. Now, these are the outcomes that did not happen. Make these as factual as possible. I, we are experiencing a lost client because we did not quality control check our work before we sent it out, right? We are losing a client because we did not QC the work, right? So when you, I experienced, and that resulted in, walks them through what is happening. And then once you provide this feedback, you stop. Don't pile on more issues, right? Focus on one issue through the when you, I experienced, that resulted in framework. Focus on one piece of tangible feedback at a time and work through it with them. And then next, we get to the response. Now, it's critical to make sure that the feedback you've given was received and understood and that expectations are aligned. Understanding the feedback is the only way for a person to improve their outcomes. Now, I like to wrap up the conversation with these questions. Two questions. Make sure you write these down, but they should also be in the show notes. What are the key aspects of the feedback that you are taking away from this conversation? Make sure that they can repeat the key aspects of feedback back to you and that they are very clear on what it is that they are being asked to do, counseled, coached on. Okay, this question ensures that we have mutual understanding. Then the second question I like to ask is, what are the next steps you are considering based on this feedback? 
this question, by asking this question, it ensures the feedback was understood and actionable. If they cannot come up with a high-level set of next steps, then your conversation is not yet over. Before you wrap up that conversation, you need to be able to understand what are their next steps based on this feedback. What are they doing to start changing the outcome and the trajectory of what's going on? It doesn't have to be a detailed plan at that moment, but they should have an idea and a roadmap. This is what I'm going to do, A, B, C, to start getting on the right track based on what he or she has just told me. Okay, now let's circle back and let's wrap up my story. So why did my boss's feedback work? Well, he followed the formula, which is where I learned it. When you are talking to your team, you're getting angry, you're getting visibly frustrated, and you're getting very short-tempered. We are experiencing an increase in complaints from your employees, and we do not feel that we can approach you to discuss anything, resulting in a decrease in morale, and your sales have been down 12% for the past eight weeks. Doug's feedback was straightforward, simple, and it was hard for me to argue with because it was all factual. So if you implement this system, you will be able to give honest, tangible feedback that will actually be able to be used by your team member, and it will move the needle. They will get better outcomes. They will improve. They will level up. You will get results out of using this framework and this formula. So if you implement the system, send me an email and let me know how it works. Or if you have questions in implementing it or questions having these conversations with your employees, shoot me an email. I'll be happy to work through those questions with you and coach you a little bit on, on how, to, how to make it happen. You can always email me at Brian M, M as in Montez, so Brian M at scalocityworks.com. Would love to hear from you. Let me know if you implement the system and how it's changing your feedback loop. I will have a link to the Keeping the Monkey on Their Back. It's a 1974 report that is still very relevant about the metaphorical monkey. Um, and it was actually by Harvard Business Review. So it's a great article and that article will be in the show notes as well. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Entree to Employer podcast. I trust you'll be able to take this podcast and utilize the information from it in your business immediately. And that is always my goal of this podcast is to give you things you can do to immediately impact your business in a positive way. Look, if you enjoy this podcast, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast one so that you always know when a new episode drops. I, I do publish one new episode per week. And also, please, I would love for you to rate and review. Give me a review Give me a few stars. Um, I read every review and I use that information to continually try and get this, improve this podcast. And number two, if you know somebody else that would benefit from listening to this episode, send it over to them and say, hey, I just listened to this episode. I think you, you would benefit from it. I highly suggest you listen to it. By you spreading this podcast will help me continue to reach more and more businesses so that we can help more and more business owners create great work environments powered by amazing people. So that concludes this week's Entrepreneur to Employer podcast and make it a great week and we'll see you next week.